Welcome to the Unblocking Crypto Podcast. This podcast is not financial advice. It's meant for entertainment purposes only. These are just the opinions of a couple of rambling wrecks. Welcome back to episode number 43 of Unblocking Crypto, FTX. The entire saga continues. Holy cow, it never stops. But we talked about it a little bit last week. BlockFi has officially filed for Chapter 11. A little bit more insight. They had about $680 million in loans to Alameda. FTX was planning to give them about a $400 million line of credit. What happened, it sounds like, is that they got the original $275 million, and when they went to ask for the other $125 million, FTX said no. Then they pretty much shut down their exchange and had all the BlockFi assets locked up in the exchange with no way to get to them. So on top of that, BlockFi has now gone after SBF's Robinhood shares to try to get some of the assets because he apparently pledged those as part of the loan somehow. So that's all kind of a mess right now. What we're seeing now is senators starting to get involved. There, there was what's called kind of the blockchain eight, actually four Republicans and four Democrats that were both pushing back on having any sort of insight into what was going on with both FTX and Coinbase. What we're seeing are some senators in general are starting to give money back or donate that money to charity from any money they got from FTX. But there was tens of millions of dollars that went to, to these senators. The House has officially set up their first pass at looking into FTX, and it's going to be part one of the series set on the 13th of December. The Senate then came through and announced that they were going to have a hearing as well, but it was going to be from the agricultural group on the 1st of December. And now the banking group from the Senate is still deciding on whether or not they're going to have a hearing as well. BitBoy, if you haven't heard of him, an influencer in the space, has a lot of interesting research and details into FTX. He was ended up being one of the original whistleblowers of what was going on with FTX because of some things that he was trying to get past some some bills and things like that. So he has been giving a lot more information to what's going on in all this. And actually, I think right now he's still in the Bahamas trying to get in front of SBF and find out more of what's happening down there. He actually made some interesting comments too, where he pretty much called out Kevin O'Leary as being compliant in all the Celsius and FTX issues. He, he pretty much said what Kevin O'Leary did was create a playbook that SBF started following and they did all the same scans. Kevin O'Leary did it in Canada, SBF, of course, doing it in the US. Now we'll see what happens with his interactions with Tether and FTX and all the other banks down there in the Bahamas here over the next week or so. The other interesting piece to all this is Binance wants to try to help keep the crypto industry afloat. So they've put up a billion dollars of Binance USD. There's a lot of mixed emotion on whether or not that money should go back to some of the people that lost their assets or if it should go towards funds to that survive to kind of grow and become stronger. So there's still some work to be done, although he did make the funds public, the wallet public so that you can see kind of where they're going. And what we've seen, and we've talked a little bit about the proof of reserve in the past, one of the ex-CEOs, Jesse Powell, or maybe current CEO, it's hard to tell these days anymore, kind of came out and said, it's great that everybody's 
talking about the proof of reserves, but what no one's really talking about is the proof of liabilities as well. So if you're sitting here with all this Bitcoin and other crypto, what are all the liabilities on the other side that offset all of that or could be even quite a bit more as, as FTX has kind of handled things in the past? I know this all seems pretty doom and gloom. I think the big question that a lot of us have is kind of where do we go from here, right? And if you look at some of the people out there, they're kind of talking about what FTX did is they, they learned it from all the other markets, banking, real estate, all, all the leveraging assets and bundling them up and selling them to other places. There's a lot of worry that that's going on in a lot of these other markets and that the expectation is they're probably going to have some sort of downturn at some point too. And with crypto being just a, a very small piece at the bottom of the bundle of all this, it's probably going to hurt crypto too. So when does all this change? And, and typically what we have seen in the past is when the Fed makes a pivot, there's still a drawdown of quite a bit, probably 30 to 50% sometimes of, of where things go from there. And we haven't seen the Fed stop and make a pivot on their interest rate increases yet. So we're still kind of waiting to see what's going on there. If you look at what's happening with all these distressed companies, there's going to have to be some sort of deleveraging from all of their assets so that they can kind of get back to a normal operating procedure. So we still expect something to move down in the near term or medium term. The good news is, is maybe the plan is that most of the people that you talk to don't see this as hurting crypto long-term. It's definitely going to be painful for the next months to year and a half. But I, what I've really been interested in is seeing what other people thought on where space was going to go moving forward. And I spent a lot of time looking at others and seeing what their view is. If you look at like BitBoy, he's in the process of submitting his own bill for that would help with regulation for a lot of this. And even he talks about that this is probably something that at the earliest would happen in the middle of 2023. If things go well there, then we short, we could see Bitcoin start to increase and go from anywhere in that 100 to 150K of Bitcoin based on how things have gone in the past. If it bucks kind of the trend and goes back to what it was before, then that 245K is kind of where he thinks he's things going after the next happening. He's also a huge fan of Ripple. What's going on or what he's kind of seeing is that the SEC has been one of the main issues here. And this lawsuit between XRP and, and the SEC is about to come out and it's going to make the SEC look fairly bad. So he thinks that Ripple could have a huge advantage in the near future because all the money in the past that went into meme coins could go back into Ripple. So you could see eight, ten dollar Ripple in the future, but maybe even up to twelve dollars over the the next bull cycle, which by the way is over the next few years at this point, not anytime soon. He also kind of a, a side note, he does have a book that I'm I'll probably get and provide an update to everybody here talking about catching up with crypto that is coming out shortly and is something that you could theoretically read and kind of get yourself caught up fairly quickly to understand what's going on with all of this. I looked at some of the guys too thinking about what what is the worst case scenario look like and Ben Gowan is a rocket scientist that has kind of done a lot of work at looking at technical analysis. He sees that Ethereum could go down as far as 600 and even as low as $400 in the near term. And then they he does think Bitcoin is is probably not going to take as big of a jump and it's probably in that 10 to 14k range where it gets down to. But there are a lot of people that do think that sub 10k could actually happen. The good news is after that, 
we see a lot of potential. One of the, I guess his his nickname is Carl the Moon. His projects, Bitcoin could hit about 70K in October of 2024, which is, is definitely a long ways from now, but it's it's still only about a 3x increase or 3 or 4x increase from here. And then on the next cycle, he still sees 300k to million dollar bitcoin after that so still a lot of positive news there and expectations that crypto will survive in the meantime what do you do right i mean and it's a a lot of what these guys have said is the recession slash bear market is where most people have grown their business and one of the biggest things that you probably can do is invest in yourself and and find ways to increase your skills that will turn that into some sort of ROI in the future. The the big secret of crypto, for the most part, seems to be just sticking around. BitBoy mentioned that it, it took him about nine years to become a millionaire in crypto from his first in- investment. So we're, we're probably somewhere in that last third or quarter of the bear market. And we hope that things start to come out from there. But the, it wouldn't be surprising if it takes another five or six months for a lot of these distressed companies to unload everything and the market to start working its way back up. No relief anytime soon. Stay safe. Continue to learn. Continue to understand more about what's going on. Keep all your tokens safe. Pay attention to what's about to happen with regulation. We're probably going to see Ethereum and Bitcoin get approved as commodities. The rest of it is still to be determined with, with what's going on in, in the in Congress. Uh, the, the scary part is the CDBCs and, and what happens there. Sam Baker-Fried was pretty much one of the biggest proponents in the industry to do a CBDC, which now that he's out of it, hopefully that prevents or delays a lot of that from happening because that is definitely not a good thing from from everything that i'm understanding on my end so enjoy we'll talk again next week thanks for journeying down the crypto rabbit hole with us if you're interested in learning more about crypto please join our private facebook group unblocking crypto it's a small community discussing new ideas and just asking questions to learn more hope to interact with you there